welcome to the Flix Forum podcast, where each episode we go back and we check out a Netflix original film in the order of release. This episode, we have Netflix 137th film. It's the 2019 Indian Marathi language film, Firebrand. It's directed by Aruna Raj and it stars Uja Jadhav, Sachin Kadaka, and Girish Kulkarni. I am Jesse. I hope I haven't stuffed the cast's name up too much, but I'm very grateful for you being here today to check out this Netflix original film, um, which we are going to spoil quite heavily in this uh, podcast. Not going to be a very long one, but um, we're going to give it a crack and see how we go with um, talking about this this film that I don't think many people have seen. And we start off with our fast flicks where I do a quick little summary of what this one is all about. And this one, it's an intertwining story of a woman who has been wronged, but now helps women in need through the legal process of the court system. And that's a good little summary of this one because the title of this film, I guess, Firebrand, it... it it literally means it's a person who is very passionate about a particular cause. So it's a really good title because our main character in this one, um, Sunanda, we will see very shortly when we get to the characters that this is the type of person that she is. Um, I guess that this is Netflix's first Marathi film. Uh, we have covered a couple of um, Hindi films um, and and Indian films previously, but this is a, the first one in, in that language. This was a little bit of a mixed dialect between um, English and Marathi. So, um, yes, yeah, so th- this is one of those films where the subtitles are, are great when you, you, but then when the English comes on, they, they drop the subtitles. So you've got to focus really hard on that one. Um, this film in Greece was titled The Flame in the Heart. In uh, Russia, it was called The Instigator, and in Vietnam, it was called Fire in the Heart. So a couple of different little titles around the world for this one, and I think that the context of this film, it's really important, and this this is on the, the titles at the end of the film, um, but it, it includes some statistics about exactly what this film is about, and, and it's about um, sexual violence against women, and it mentions that... Um, every 20 minutes in this country of 1.3 billion people, there is a rape committed and 35% of women globally have experienced physical or sexual violence. So they do dedicate this film to all the survivors of um, any kind of abuse. And and that is what this film deals with. Um, I don't want to get into the characters just yet because I did want to quickly chat about um, the consensus for this one and, and what people think. And it's really hard to get an overall feeling for this one because not many people have gone out of their way to log this on any social medias or any film rating sites. So Rotten Tomatoes, it sits at an 80%, but a, a very minimal amount of critics have touched that. There's no audience review um, on IMDb. It sits on a 5.2 out of 10. But that's only on 250 ratings. And Letterbox. this is probably one of the smaller Letterboxd ones that we have seen it sits on a three out of five and this is only on 38 reviews so minimal people have seen this one um it did come out in the 22nd of feb 2019 on netflix filmed in and around india and that will lead me to my early thoughts on this one because i think that it's a very competent film it, it didn't bore me at all but i didn't it didn't do enough to get me on for a ride the whole time i guess it it took a bit to get there where it was where, where it was it started building up, I definitely got on board, I was in, um, but the conclusion, and I will spoil this a little bit later on, the conclusion of this film lets everyone down. So it, it's very hard to say positive things um, when the, the conclusion of this film just leaves the audience feeling, uh, I, don't, I don't know, I don't even know how to explain it, but I will get to that later on. So if you did want to check this one out and don't want to know about the, the ending, um, give us a pause now because I'm going to talk about some characters. And Sananda, as I mentioned before, she is the main character of this story and, and she is damaged from a previous sexual assault. Um, and because of this, she can't do any intimacy at all with anyone. Um, 
And it's really sad to hear, you know, her family's discommunicated her. It's like she's dead to them because of something that happened that was no part her fault or in her control one little bit. And to make this worse, during that whole process, she meant, you know, she was humiliated in court and asked indecent questions. So this trauma that she feels is something that is sitting in the back of her mind the whole time. Um, even though she has this really strong exterior, she's she's aggressive and she's in control um, during court proceedings and when she's standing up to protect other women who have been wronged by men. Uh, but obviously, yeah, internally, there's this trauma that she really does struggle with. Um, and yeah, she does. She enjoys defeating males in court. She she does have this side of feminism to her where she she wants to see men go down for the pain that one individual has caused against her as well. And she is married, so we'll talk about her husband briefly, Madhav. Um, he is this super caring, loving guy um, who continually looks out for her. Um, tells her that she's overworking, she needs to rest. He's trying to take care of not just her her mental um, issues, but also her physical issues. And, you know, he drives her around, he supports her at medical appointments, um, and he helps her so much with this, trying to deal with this trauma of retelling events um, as her her doctor um, prescribes her almost to do it. And he comes across as the sweetest sort of guy. And I'll, I'll hold some thoughts for for how he's treated by her um, towards the end of the film um, later on in the thoughts. But there are two other characters, and this is that intertwining story where we've got um, Divya Pradhan, who is this this really posh, rich character who's married to this guy called Anand, um, and she goes to get um, Sunanda's services as a lawyer because she wants to divorce her husband, and, and she has all these complaints against him about being you know, aggressive and abusive and doesn't care about her and cheats on her. And they set her up as this really horrible character that you don't like from the moment that you meet her. And telling her, her husband, that she doesn't want to live with him, blames him for the genes of, of their child. She's just very manipulative. And she does lie a bit in this as well. I thought this was a little bit poorly done as a character because there are obviously issues with her mental health. And this this could have highlighted the, the trauma and mental health that females can have, males can have, anyone can have, but they, they did it in a way that they just sort of, sort of pushed it under the rug. Um, and they they brush it aside as, as her being vindictive and, and wanting to see her, her husband suffer when realistically the audience, we should be seeing how she is suffering and being sympathetic towards this suffering, which I didn't quite um, get in this one. And I get, I'll talk about her husband as well, Anand, because again, he's another male in this film that, that seems like a genuinely good guy. He's possibly had affairs, but apart from that, the, the main thing that you see from him is that he wants to be there to support the daughter and even support the wife, um, even though she's constantly wronging him and, and making lies up about him. He even gets to this point where, you know, he's happy to give up whatever finances his wife wants in this separation because he just wants to spend time with his daughter and keep the daughter away um, from Divya. And um, again, this is this is an interesting character where, where the, the final part of this film just sort of um, changes everything that you've built up to to understand and like about these characters. Um, the, the director of this one, Aruna Raj, she has nine directing credits and these go all the way back to the 1970s, 1976. And this was her comeback film. She hadn't made a film after 15 years. So it um, takes a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of effort to, to get back into the filmmaking industry and, and 15 years off, it's a long, long time um, from her. I'll talk briefly about some scenes here uh, from this one that, that sort of stood out. And, and one part that I did like is that towards the end of the film, um, Anand does spend this time with Sunanda, the, she's the, the lawyer that's been defending 
his wife and helps her deal with this trauma by talking about paintings in the room and, and sharing incidents from their past. And, and this was good because he, you know, talked about living in the present and there's no, um, if you've got, you know, if you've got no past, you've got no future, these types of comments, um, or if you're living in the past that, you know, you, you can't move forward with your future. And I really did like that. Um, but unfortunately, we'll talk about, I keep saying I'll talk about it later, that this led into a really messy conclusion of the film. Um, I'll briefly mention some things that sort of frustrated me with this one too, because the first time that we meet um, Anand and Divya's daughter, um, she's crying because she doesn't want her parents to get divorced and she doesn't know who she's going to stay with. This is, this is one of the worst scenes I've seen in a film in a long time. Um, and later on in the film, it is revealed that this character, the daughter, is autistic. But this was such a negative representation of that. Um, and there's another example of this when the father comes home later on too, where I did not like this representation at all because it, it made that child as if she was something other than human. And, and that's not what I want to see on a film. I want to see some positive representation of um, autism in this film. And, and I did not get that. And you can even <laughs> hear it in my voice. I'm, I'm a little bit sad and frustrated with how this was done. Um, I guess another scene that sort of frustrated me too is that um, Madhav, the husband, he calls uh, Sudana's doctor um, to sort of say this therapy that you've given her, this this therapy was that, you know, she needed to write down her story of, of abuse and read it to the mirror until it sort of meant nothing to her. And, and he mentions to the doctor, this is taking a toll on her. What, what can we do to support her? So it again, shows the caring side of him. And the doctor's response was, um, you know, writing and reproducing the incident, a person disconnects himself from the incident. Like in a film that is so much about standing up for women's rights, the, the use of this word by of himself was so poorly thought out when, when this film is about so much more than that. It's just this one line that, uh, like, seriously, that you need to pick up on that. It, it, it yeah, really frustrated me too. Um, I guess we can talk talk a little bit here about some of these themes. And they, they talk about in this film victimization and, and how men in society often don't treat women the way that they should be treated. There's this idea of false allegations too. And, but the, the main crux of this um, throughout is this trauma, um, this trauma that people feel. And how do you recover? How do you move on from something that is so horrible that you just can't break it? Um, and that's because of this objectification of women often that we've seen now in a couple of films on the Netflix originals that happens um, in Indian society. Um, I'm gonna, this is the part where I'm going to talk a little bit about what, what I took from this. And this is where I'm going to talk about the ending. And I've <laughs> touched on it heaps and heaps already. But the last 15 minutes, I really need to talk about this because, as I mentioned before, there's a scene with the recovery of Sunanda with, um, uh, sorry, with Anand, the, the other male where it sort of leads to a recovery bit and the setup is nice, it works well. And then it sort of leads into this, him massaging her and it turns into a sexual encounter where it lets the whole film down because she has this meaningless sex with him. And I know I'm not the one who can claim what a survivor needs to do to survive, but this left such a poor taste in my mouth because Madhav, um, Sunanda's husband, he deserved better after all he'd done throughout this film to look out for her um, and support her and stuff like that. And just the, the look on his face when she tells him what's happened, it was just heartbreaking that, you know, he was, he was he'd always put her first and thought about her first. And then, you know, she's she's argued that, you know, she needed to do that to move on with her life. And and I understand that if that if that is the case, but she did have this this supportive guy who um who was looking after her. And 
um, they made Anand out to be all right too throughout this film, I guess, that, you know, he really wanted to look out for his daughter. And even though his, his wife, Divya, was having her own mental health issues, he was still supportive of her, even though she was horrible. And, um, you know, his quest to be a father, but, but this has let him down as well by, by interacting in this relationship or this, this sexual encounter with her. So that last 15 minutes just... I was really enjoying this film and thought it was going along really nicely and then that sort of let it down for me. Um, we have a section where IMDb sometimes we jump on to check um, any actors or actresses out. I, I got onto Google this time because there's a scene where a judge gives a woman uh, 30,000 rupees a month um, to, from her husband or her ex-husband to support her and I was like, I wonder how much that actually is. So I looked it up and it's only 50 Australian dollars, 50 Australian bucks a month to live off. Um, I just thought that was crazy and I understand the, the currency has different values but oh, man, that's not much at all really. Um, and I, I think I'm going to wrap this one up now because... It was, it was only four episodes ago that we looked at a Netflix original film called Sony, and this set in India followed very similar themes, and I think that was probably done a little bit better. Um, this this was believable, and it was enjoyable at times, but like I mentioned, the final scene really let this one down, um, especially with the message that they were trying to promote in this film. So I'm giving this a two and a half out of five um, for our Flix Forum result. Um, we are on social media. We have Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Pop on there, give us a, a like, give us a share, give us a comment. Um, this week, I just want to know from you guys, what did you think of the ending? Can you give me some feedback? Did you like it? Did it stand out? What didn't you like about it? Because um, that really, um, really let this film down for me. Please do subscribe to us too if you can. really helps us um, to get a further following if people can see our show out there. Uh, we'll be back again next week with another Netflix original from 2019. This time it's a comedy drama. It's directed by Alex Lehman. It stars Mark Duplass and Ray Romano. And this film is Paddleton. So some people hopefully have seen this one. If you have, please join us next week. If you haven't, give it a watch in the next week. And we will see you then. Thanks for joining me.